Everybody, this is Joshua Hatton with One Nation Under Whiskey Podcast. I am joined today. I am joined as always, and today I'm joined in person in my kil- uh, in my basement with Mr. Jason Johnston Yellen. What were you about to say? Um, nothing. Kilhoman. Kilhoman. In my Kilhoman. In my Kilhoman. <laughs> Not my kill room. <laughs> it is your it is your home though. It is it your Kilhoman. Yeah, it is my Kilhoman. <laughs> Am I kill Husi? <laughs> All will be revealed later in this episode. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me in your Kilhoman. Yeah, we it's good to be here. We talked last week or last episode about how you were going to be coming to my house. Did we say it in so many words? And probably probably used more words. Oh, did we say I was coming to your house? Yeah, you said you'll be coming to see me. Just for a short period of time. Okay, this is a short period of time. It is a short period of time. So today's episode is one we're very excited about. You're putting it lightly, man. (laughs) (laughs) This, we are so excited about this because, (sighs) why, Jason? Tell me, use words. This is our, I don't have words. This is our collaboration reveal podcast interview. Exactly. (laughs) Okay, so... People have seen the masthead, hopefully online or on Instagram or Twitter uh, or what have you. I, I don't know if it comes up in in a podcast app, the actual picture. But if you go to our website or go go wherever, you're, you will see the, gen- the gentleman that we are interviewing today is the one Adel Rafai, who plays the part of Chunt, the talking badger, or shapeshifter, in... Yep. In what has got to be at least my favorite. Oh, yes. Definitely. I think your favorite as well. Absolutely, yeah. Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I've seen them live. As have I. And it was a wonderful experience. It was something else. I mean, Heidel likes it too, and we actually made uh, we made it a bit of a date night and went down to Comic-Con and watched the live Comic-Con episode. Tomorrow. Also likes it. Oh. And we made it a bit of a date night Ooh. going to Sixth and I Synagogue in Washington, D.C. Baruch Atadonai, Eloheinu Melech Alam. Gesundheit. So, yeah, so this is the reveal. This is the, the announcement that we are collaborating with the chaps from Hello from the Magic Tavern and specifically with our Orkney single cast release, which we are referring to as The Stones of Stenness. Yeah, regular listeners of the podcast and uh, regular fans of Single Cast Nation have seen mention of the Orkney bottling that Mm -hmm. was originally destined for retail. Mm -hmm. And we started having a conversation Mm -hmm. that we thought was a bit of a dream conversation. Well, you had started it. Oh, well, you're very kind. You're very (laughs) kind. Goodness. Credit. Where credit is due. Oh, I am nothing if truthful. <laughs> so I, I guess I, I had a little bit of an idea mm-hmm. that I that I put in front of you. You loved it. Can you talk about it? Can you keep? Let's take the listeners step yeah. by step through 
through the conversation. So first things first, we tasted a sample of this cask. Yes. And we loved it. Yes. And given the launch of our Single Cast Nation retail line last year, spring mm-hmm. of 2017, for those mm-hmm. listening in the future, <laughs> that will make sense when you listen to the rest of the interview. <laughs> and uh, we thought, yeah, this is an ideal cast to go there. Mm-hmm. We tasted it on a previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know I'm terrible with the episode's uh, numbers. I wonder if you recall where we tasted yeah, it. Yeah, my suggestion for people who want to hear that where we announced it on the podcast is just start listening with episode one and take it all <laughs> the way to now. That's smart. Yeah. That's, that's, they will not miss it. I can guarantee miss it. you they that. They won't miss it. That's, that's good advice. Yeah. yeah, start at one. You'll hear it eventually. So after announce, after tasting it and talking about it and that we were going to put it into retail, mm-hmm. our members, some members reached out, some podcast listeners reached out. Mm-hmm. And they said, we don't live in a place that gets retail. Yeah. Yeah. Just last week, we, we read an email from Matt Skinny Roberts, mm-hmm. who was so excited. And then he said, oh, wait a second. I don't get... Retail single cast nation, and then the wah, wah, wah. Uh, our our beloved James Foster sent us in some whiskey fan fiction that really got our attention as well, mm-hmm. and and so we, as the two chaps who own the company, came to a decision and and thought let's realign this, mm-hmm. and that's the point at which I came to you and said. What if we could do a single cast nation bottling for the Vermilion Minotaur? <laughs> Minotaur. Minotaur. The Vermilion Minotaur. Oh, oh hello from the Magic Tavern fame. All right, so we'll get to your awful pronunciations in a bit, but I I want to I want to paint a picture here. Because I think there may be some people who are listening to our podcast that don't know. A, what Hello from the Magic Tavern is, or B, what the Vermilion Minotaur is. Or don't know who we are. Or don't know who we are. Because I think it goes both ways. Yeah, it, 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 like many things, it could go both ways. Hence a collaboration. Hence a collaboration. So for those of you that are regular listeners of the podcast who don't know what Hello from the Magic Tavern is, uh, it is a podcast where the premise is the main one of the main characters, Arnie Niekamp, fell through a magical portal mm-hmm. in Chicago behind a Burger King mm-hmm. into the magical, fantastical land of Foon. It's as simple as that. Where every week he's joined by some his friends, Chunt the Talking Badger, and Usador the Wizard, and they record a podcast and... They upload the podcast through the magic portal, which which Arnie apparently gets a bit of a Wi-Fi connection, and and each week they interview these various people or magical creatures or whatever uh, for the podcast. But the interviews are always happening inside a bar called the Vermilion Minotaur, and the idea that you had was why not do a special bottling. For that bar, for this fictitious bar. Exactly. Exactly. And one of our previous podcasts, we were with Sweet Scott Mm -hmm. in Seattle. Yeah. And we started describing this collaboration to Sweet Scott. Yeah. And he looked at us like we'd totally lost our minds (laughs) as we were describing this to him. He he then went away, started at episode one Uh of Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. And messages us regularly saying... 
this is amazing. Yeah. This is absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. And and as Adol says later in today's interview, he describes it to people on airplanes and they start to glaze over glaze and over, wonder yeah. what the hell he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, but he says the same thing. People go listen to it. They yeah. either get it immediately and it's totally in their wheelhouse mm-hmm. or they respectfully say, not my cup of tea. Yeah. And that's yep. why... You know, there are different things for different things. Yep, different uh, strokes uh, for different folks. As Ar- Arnie uh, taught us in an episode of Hello from the Magic oh, Tavern. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Where he famously <laughs> uttered different words mean different things. Yeah, different words mean different things. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so those types of life lessons yeah. come down the pipeline yeah. from Hello from the Magic Tavern. Yeah. So you and I flew out to Chicago to meet with Adol Rafai. We did. uh, Again, who plays Chunt the Talking Badger slash Shapeshifter. Exactly. And it was basically, well, really just to sit down and have a conversation, maybe touch a bit on where the idea of the podcast came from, the process, his his comedic process, his background. We met at the Chicago I.O. Theater. Exactly, the I.O. Theater. Went downstairs, which was very exciting. We, yes, we all trawled their basement (laughs) to a secret studio lair. Uh And if you recall, when we opened the door, yes, there was a blast of of heat. 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 Somebody left the heater on (laughs) in a minuscule little underground, subterranean, (laughs) hidden away studio. Uh And it did not seem like a perfect whiskey drinking temperature. It didn't, and we had uh, three different whiskeys that we were about to drink as well. <laughs> so, yeah, we we just kind of gathered around our mics, mm-hmm. uh, had a chat. As you rightly say, we covered all those aspects of, of Adol's comedic life and Hello from the Magic Tavern, and we also had a chance to talk whiskey with Adol and got a, a little bit, and it was a lovely conversation because we were able to get into recommendations and advice for somebody just starting to to broach the subject of whiskey. Right, who Adel is admittedly he's that person. Yeah. And that that was for me one of the things I really enjoyed. I'm used to either me or you and I conducting an interview and we are asking the questions and getting the answers and Adel said, "Wait a second, I've got a question for you guys." And being able to answer a question was was a new one for me in this in this situation. Yeah, it also you and I have, have been preparing the episode that will follow this one with Simon Brooking of Lafroig and in the interview with Simon he who's been in the industry for 20 some years mm-hmm. said one of the things that gets him most excited is meeting someone who's just beginning their journey. Yeah. And yeah. here we are talking to Adol who freely admits I'm beginning this journey. Yeah. And we were able to have that conversation with them. So, yep. yeah, it was it was really wonderful. We covered comedy and humor and riffs and TV and whiskey yeah. and our collaboration and yeah. a whole bunch of things. It was it was just really cool experience. Yeah. And I, I think fans of Hello from the Magic Tavern who are joining us for, for this interview with Adol we'll get a kick out of hearing more from him. Yeah. And I think our regular listeners who are our, our whiskey geeks who are learning, wanting to learn more about our collaboration and uh, and stick around for the whiskey conversation. I think there's there are many things in here for many people, Joshua. Jason, I think you're correct. Yeah, I think for some, this episode, 
albeit the subjects are totally different and the subject whom we are having a conversation is totally different. But in a way, I think there's there's a bit of a connection to the Garth Ennis episode. I think the exact same thing, right? Where we're we're interviewing a guy talking about his craft. In Garth Ennis's case, it, it's graphic novel writing, and in Adel's case, it's comedy. Uh, but we're able to weave in whiskey talk through that, which which was fun. I was more nervous releasing the Garth Ennis episode yeah. because it was the first time we tried that and yeah, I didn't yeah. know how our audience would take to that. Yep. And we got plenty of feedback from people saying that was really tremendous. Really enjoyed mm. it. I went into it just curious, see mm-hmm. what see what might happen. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Yeah. And to know that our audience will do the same thing with Adol. Yeah. Just makes me much calmer, much more relaxed, and I'm much more ready to hear from people and what they thought of it. Cool. Before we jump into it, do you want to, since we won't do it at the end, we'll just let this run and then we'll close out. Do you want to let our listeners know how to reach us if they've got follow-up questions or, sure. or any words? Yep. So before I say that, I just want to say... Are you uh, backing it up? No, I'm not backing it up. I'm just Don't putting something up. before that. If you are enjoying the podcast... We hope that you go over to iTunes and just give us give us a, a rating over there. Always appreciated. Five or four stars will do. If you have a big problem with us, just shoot us an email and and I'll tell you how to how to do that. Uh, but hopefully, no one has a problem with us. But reviewing us a makes us feel good. It gives us the warm and fuzzies, and b it gives people an opportunity to find us. So if you need to get in touch with us, if you have a question. Uh, you can email us questions at onenationunderwhiskey.com. You could Instagram us at onenationunderwhiskey. You could tweet at us, and that's at onenationwhiskey. And if you want to find us on Facebook, just go to the Facebook search bar, look for One Nation Under Whiskey, and you'll find both our sort of business page, the podcast page, but there's also a One Nation Under Whiskey group. And something that I that I need to tell everybody, especially our new listeners who have come over because they see that we've interviewed Adel, is that we never put the E in whiskey. It's whiskey without an E. Yes, yes, very important. There are two countries in the world that use it with the E, America and Ireland. And the rest of the world uses it without the E. Today, should we affectionately refer to those places as two chuntries? Two different chuntries right there. Okay, so we shall hand it off to Adel. Well, we'll hand it off to our yeah, exactly. conversation with Adel. Hand off to ourselves. <laughs> and thanks to everybody for listening in. And uh, anything else? Enjoy it. All right. Cheers. Cheers. You really gave me a Johnston pour. Well, because I... What's a Johnston pour? <sighs> It's the it's, opposite of a Hatton pour. Yeah. What's a Hatton pour? <laughs> so he gets really Scottish with his pours when he pours for me. It's just a wee. Just a wee. That's so what I, it is. I, I poured my designated driver too small of a pour. That was my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> you, you and I got non-driving pours. Yeah. He got a driving pour. All right, loud and clear. I know there's whiskey to drink. <laughs> First time he's ever heard that message. I poured it now. You I just, know, I, just I wanted it in my glass. Yeah, no, it's great in the glass. Mm-hmm. That smells so good. Are we? Is this recording?
Yeah, I've been just recording just to, like, we're not going to eat, just to relax, chat. Are levels okay for each of us? So, I'm so glad you asked. I'm getting Um, professional now. You're going to want to get a little closer. I thought I might. Air it extra dry. I thought I might. Um, But for the most part, it's good. Okay. The angle's okay? Yeah, sure. Okay. Checkity check. Uh, we, we did our first live podcast last week. Oh, you told me that. Yeah. How'd it go? Westland. So that was ton, yeah. tons of fun. Yeah, that's outstanding. But there's a difference between being a comedy podcast where people show up to laugh mm-hmm. and being a whiskey industry podcast and people don't know if they're allowed to laugh or not. Yeah. <laughs> so um, th- thanks to Matt, uh, whenever we're sharing the Twitter information, we talk about Twatterton mm-hmm. and... Uh, just total crickets, <laughs> and you'd ask people to send in. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it, it's it's funny. It's it's actually it's really funny how much of what you guys say kind of bleed into. Mm-hmm. And we do talk well, about Hello from the Magic Tavern. I know, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Not every week. But. Well, we have a problem then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he said, uh, you know, send us a message via Twatterton, and I asked people to send me a twat. Mm-hmm. And it was just crickets. Just yeah. everybody's doing this. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, and actually, at the end of it, we had a number of regular listeners. Uh, one had flown in from LA. One had come over from Eastern Washington, and and afterwards they were kind of like, "So when I listen to your podcast in the car, I laugh a lot, mm-hmm. and I felt bad laughing tonight with the audience." And mm-hmm. we were like, "No, you could have laughed Please, louder, yeah. and I would have been yeah. much appreciated." It takes one. Like, oh, wait, are we allowed to laugh? And yeah. so, yeah, there were a lot of bemused faces who were like, I thought we were here to talk about whiskey. Yeah. Why are you having fun? It's like, oh, I think it can also be just like a, like a mental set. Like I went to, we did a podcast festival called Now Hear This in, yeah. in New York. Yeah. Yep. And I went from like, and it's just like across the board, a total, um, total melting pot of like different types of podcasts. And I went from... I watched like two po- comedy podcasts in a row, and then I went to a, a third podcast that was um, serial political. Murder. I think it was like political or something. It was like it was. I can't remember the name of it. It might have been like you know like Slate Scab Fest or some political yeah, yeah, show yeah. that I've heard good things about, but I'd never heard. Yeah. And so I was like, "What better time than a live show?" So I went, and it was like definitely like dry politics. And yeah. then every once in a while, one of the hosts would make like a really clever. Um, observation or joke or yeah, whatever, yeah. and but I wouldn't laugh, and I'm like, but I'd think like that is super funny, <laughs> but I wouldn't laugh. <laughs> Whereas when I'm in the comedy podcast, you know, somebody'd be like, um, oh, oh, can you hand me a water? And I'd laugh and be like, oh, they didn't, they, that wasn't even a joke, but I'm laughing. So I think it's also just like yeah. the mental attunement of like, yeah, comedy podcast. I expect to laugh. Yeah. I will laugh freely, yeah, yep. knowing that that'll help me get in, you know, warmed up and get the engine revving to, yeah, to have yeah. a good time. Yeah. Whereas any other show, my my mind is like, okay, this is a political podcast. Not going to laugh, but you know, it'll be interesting and, and uh, food for thought. So that when they are funny, I find myself not laughing, yeah. even though I yeah. sh- it, the the content was funnier. Some of the content was funnier than the comedy shows. Yeah. I'm more stone-faced, but I'm thinking, like, that's super funny. <laughs> and when I talk to other people, I'd be like, they did this really funny thing yeah. where they said this or did this. But I don't say, like, I was rolling on the aisles laughing. I just was like, that was a really, you know, it's like appreciation versus, like. How do you do that? Like, when I hear something funny, I can't, there's no, there's no, there's no wall blocking me yeah. from hearing something funny and reacting to it. Yeah. And that gets me in trouble 
sometimes. Yeah. So how do you just listen and appreciate? Is that just from being in comedy and you, you know, it's almost like being a porn star and it takes you a long it, time to it's come? It's exactly think, like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's what we're talking about, right? How long it takes me to come? Yeah, right. <laughs> Hours. <laughs> it's not even isn't it enjoyable. It's wow. just it's just work. Um, you and Sting. Yeah. Jason used to be a fluffer. He knows all yeah. about it. <laughs> well, that's who I have. I'm in a relationship with Sting. It's just. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's right, Sting. We just go for weeks and um, we just we come out emaciated. It's terrible. Um, nobody has fun. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, I think to me, I, I think this is kind of sad, but I feel like because I've been doing comedy so long, I feel like it takes a lot to get me to laugh unless huh. I'm, because I've, because I've coached for so long, I've coached improv or taught improv or, yeah. um, or had to like audit, um, auditions or, or shows or I, I've 99% of comedy I've seen has come from the side of like needing to make calls in terms of casting or or, yeah. or note giving or um, whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, so it's everything's been so analytical. So now when I see comedy, it's a lot of analysis unless I trick my brain into being like, I have no horse in this, in this race. I don't mm. have to give notes afterwards. I don't have to give feedback or like side coach or anything like that. If I can do that, like I like I did, like when I mentioned with a comedy podcast, yeah, I can purely just be like, this is full appreciation, and I'm I'm just like an open raw yeah. nerve of like, hit me and I'll and I'll react like okay. So if a student says something very funny, you'll say that's that's good, that's well done. Remember for that. the most part, unless it's like top like top ten <laughs> jokes of all time. <laughs> right. um, so I feel like it takes a lot to make me laugh, which is sad because it used to not take very much. But yeah. I think because my brain is has been attuned to be analytical towards comedy. Yeah, yeah. Um, that it's that it takes a lot now to make me laugh, unless again I flip that switch, which is sometimes hard to do. But yeah, w- with the political podcast, because I was like I, I didn't expect to laugh. Because I was like trying to trying to parse through whatever knowledge yeah. they're trying to drop, I think it just left me without the ability to laugh. I'm I'm huh. just more amazed that that's the exact parallel of the porn star example that he gave. Mm-hmm. Like that's the most remarkable thing yeah. to me. Yeah, dead yeah, on. Like welcome. I used to laugh really easily, yeah. and it would come real fast. Yeah, and now the more I'm a professional, mm-hmm. it's taking me longer to laugh. Yeah, and I don't laugh quite as hard anymore. Yeah. Like that's. That's a story as old as time. <laughs> also, I'm trying to uh, get my comedy to be longer, <laughs> even if it's just like a, like a minute longer. Yeah. I feel like that would just add some satisfaction. Yeah. Just, yeah. just work on the width of your comedy yeah. rather well, than the length of it. That's a rumor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds like something you get real pumped for. Yeah. You know? <laughs> People off stage telling you jokes before you go mm-hmm. on stage yeah. to actually perform. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and but also yeah. when I'm performing improv or doing a podcast or like when doing Magic Tavern, I can I can really enjoy and, and laugh a ton, yeah, authentically because yeah. I'm because I'm a part of it. Yeah. So when when I'm with within it, the the analytics turn off. Okay. So that's when I have the most fun. Is like being a part of a Magic Tavern or doing yeah. a live show. Yeah. Like that's when I'm at my most like natural state, I guess. Well, and that's the thing that, that struck me and I really enjoyed. Um, you know, when I'm watching a movie, I'm as focused on the actors and the makeup and the direction as I am the story being told. Yeah. And it was interesting watching you live in DC and seeing you kind of step in and out of the performance mm-hmm. where 
there were there was a moment where I felt like what, watching you, which I, which I did since I had the pleasure of knowing you before going in, uh, not biblically, um, <laughs> was to to watch you and and see you kind of just sitting back almost like an audience member mm-hmm. and just watching um, Arnie and, and Matt, uh, Arnold and Matt, uh, going, going for it there. Um, but then you would step back in again and yeah, you'd, be, yeah. you'd be present within that. I just thought that was really interesting watching that oh, and, and cool. just to hear you kind of describing it right that, now that, that that you do sometimes play the role of, of audience members. Yeah, um, that was an interesting specific uh, specific show because I couldn't hear so a oh. lot of that show was me hunched over, um, like me doing this, uh-huh. because uh, I think the, huh. the the speaker in front of me or something, I couldn't hear a lot of what they were saying, and especially the guests we had that yep, night. Yep, yep, yep. His his voice was so low, such as like sonorous bass, uh, okay. that I couldn't make out what he was saying. And during the mic check, I had said like I can't hear, and <laughs> Arnie yeah. and Matt were like, "It'll be fine." I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> and then during the, during the live show, they're like, "You didn't chime in a ton." I'm like, "I couldn't make out what people were saying." <laughs> so that was a specifically uh, um, hard live show because I couldn't hear anyone really. All right. I would catch every third word, and then I'm like, I'm expected to say something quippy or fun, yeah. or or like pick up on that and run yeah. with it. And I'm like, so when I did, it was like a stab in the dark of like, I think this is what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> but typically, I, I, I feel like in the studios where I'm most comfortable and having fun, the live shows typically are a blast. But then, like every once in a while, like that one, I still had fun. Yeah. Um, but it was like a it was a struggle in terms of like I don't know how to best contribute without having full knowledge. Yeah. At any given time. Well, it's interesting because certainly within the audience, we heard everybody all the time, sure. and so there was no even idea that oh you had a dodgy mic and maybe yeah, that's yeah. connected to a dodgy speaker and some yeah, yeah. roundabout way it was just kind of like oh they're just up there doing their sure sure doing their bit so yeah 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 no you carried it off well you, good good and your twerking I think really covered oh yeah that's right that's the last show I twerked in you twerked <laughs> mm-hmm. wow we didn't get any of that in New York <laughs> <laughs> it was good twerking twerking in a synagogue save it for the DC audience because wow. they get it <laughs> <laughs> it's a different kind of comedy yeah. in DC yeah was uh, it on a Bima? Uh, yes. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I had video, but it didn't stay on my phone. It sometimes burned up. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so a question that I had, and, and this was my observation from New York, mm-hmm. and I think you may have mentioned this. And were you at the Brooklyn show or the Comic-Con? No, I was at the Comic-Con okay. one. But like Jason said, it seemed at points you step. well, I think at, at points everybody kind of stepped back just to listen in and... yeah. You know, maybe think of stuff to to add to the conversation as it evolved or changed mm-hmm. or whatever. And I'm just curious how fully you're paying attention mm-hmm. to what's going on, mm-hmm. and how much are you trying to think ahead of it to come up with you know some sort of riff, mm-hmm. right? So what what's going on in your head while you're while you're doing this? I think it depends moment to moment, but I think at any given, especially the live show, because you want to have like those. Big, you know, you want to have those lines that are like, this is, uh, you know, yeah. uh, kind of showstopper. I think it's like 85-15 or something. So 85% focusing on the here and now okay. in terms of like, I always compare it to like uh, football. So like the run game where it's like 85% concentrating on the run game, mm-hmm. but 15% of your your focus or your brain power is devoted to like to end the show. We need to have a callback. We need to have whatever that might yeah, be. Yeah. And it's that Hail Mary throw of like yeah. you're just tossing it downfield, praying that it gets caught in the end zone <laughs> um, to be the game winner. So I, I think 
in the studio, there's not any of that for the most part. Um, maybe there's like if we're if we're getting in a riff of like we're making um, John Irving puns, you know, like there there yeah. may be a little bit of like let's all let's squeeze everything we can out of that and then move on or whatever that is. But I think in the live show there can be a little bit of mental power bandwidth mm. devoted to what's the what's the <laughs> reference or the the callback or whatever yeah. that's really going to tie everything together or bring it all together to where that's our that's our button or our out. Yeah, because you don't have the luxury of editing or no, changing no, no. Yeah, direction. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I've got a I've got a whiskey connected question, very tenuous, to your podcast, and it might work and it might not, but I I can't stop listening to the the kids episode mm-hmm. that, that you put out just a couple of weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, the the kids interlude. And so one of the things that Josh and I have been finding... Did you let your kids listen to that one? Uh, not yet. Not yet. But as we circle back to the label, they were looking at the label and now they've got questions. I, so. think, it's, yeah. uh, I think it's like PG. Oh, there's, yeah, yeah, there's yeah. some double, en- double entendre that could... Uh, yeah. Oh, but yeah, I, I, think yeah. for, my only, I think it's PG. My only concern is once they hear, they're going to want to hear the other episodes. Gotcha. And unlike yeah, yeah. some of those parents who bring children to your recordings, yeah. I'm not that guy. Yeah, yeah. And my wife certainly is not that guy. So... <laughs> okay. uh, it's like we were talking about with uh, the world according to Garp. You got to learn sometime, right? right? Might as well have your parents introduce you to it as well. Yeah. Break your hymen. Got to be done. <laughs> so back to my. That's what world question. according to Garp was about, right? <laughs> That's yeah. the whole point yeah. of the movie. The it was point. actually world according to Garp yeah. in paren. Break your hymen. Yeah. That's, break your comedy hymen. Yeah. Break your yeah. comedy hymen. So the tenuous link. As if my tenuous question wasn't bad enough. Now it's got the introduction that I can't live up to. Um, so so one of the things that Josh and I are finding is we're known for the selections that we've made for the the online that we've had since 2011. Mm-hmm. And as we're making retail selections, we're now got a little more freedom and we're actually selecting some uh, whiskies that really aren't entirely our um, uh, MO or uh, type. Or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, like I was of, saying before, we would pick younger whiskies that were big, bold, vibrant. And yeah, now we, now we get a bit older and a little bit yeah. more delicate. So there's a, there's an Italian independent bottler called Samaroli. And so for us, internally, we can have this little, oh, that's a bit of a Samaroli pick, right? Nobody saw that coming. Um, when you guys are playing around Which is my with, favorite J.R.R. Tolkien uh, <laughs> release, the Samaroli. Like, uh, so glad that they unearthed that. And a bit of a dense read, but, but worth unboxing. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. It's worth it. Oh, God, I tried that to get go. And no, I tell you what's amazing <laughs> is if you see the Samaroli label, mm-hmm. it actually has some of that like 1980s style Tolkien artwork. Oh, really? On the front of the bottles as well, like the nice delicate uh, watercolor yeah. with mountains in the distance. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, it's fits. It absolutely checks out. Good. Um, and so, so I always want my comedy to like age well. So like if I make a Semerillion bit, like I'm I'm hoping I'm like as the years go on, will this you know? And it sounds like this will do oh, yeah. It, yeah, it's all working out tight, super tight. How's it going, 2034? <laughs> Thanks for checking this out. I'm dead, but if you email my family to let them know you enjoyed that joke, the years from now. Dear at all refined yeah. family. You don't be in your 50s. Like, yeah. when do you think people die? Oh, no, he's going to be dead. No, he's, yeah. he's, he's gone. So lifestyle things still from yeah, your Vegas lifestyle. years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, when you guys play around with your own, and I, I don't like using the word brand, mm. um, but to, to say what you do with um, Hello from the Magic Tavern has a particular style to it. Yeah. When you then do the interludes, the, the cowboy one, the kids one, 
do you find that freeing? Are there still parameters on how far you can go? You know, obviously, you were a dolphin with a different name, mm-hmm. which for me is very jarring because I really like um, sameness and continuity, I think, the, the grown-ups yeah. call it. Sure, it's that like cheers effect where it's like, I want to I know... I want to see Cliff Clavin walk in the door and yeah, sit yeah. at the bar. I want to. I want to have everybody yell Norm. Yeah, I want to have. So it's that. Exactly. It's that comfort yeah. of like, I want my characters at the bar, and yeah. I want to. You know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like even when you were a fling, flamingo for a couple of episodes, mm-hmm. like that was like it was upsetting. Like yeah. I like the fact that you <laughs> that that John was able to make new friends. Sure. Um, but it was but it was still kind of weird. And yeah, so, yeah. are you aware of that when you're doing the interludes, mm-hmm. or are you just? going with it to hell with it let's just go as crazy as we can do as much as we can and next week we'll be back in our familiar clothes and familiar body again yeah for us it's just um the ability to because as we've we've just hit um three years with the world building Mm -hmm. so for us it's just a breather (laughs) to be like let we we can forget all of the all of the world building we can forget all the names we can forget all all the stuff that we've created and and concocted and and are starting to forget we can forget that and create a and have so much like pivot room to 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 relax and call our own so for us it's like the most fun episodes to do um for the most part because we get to create a brand new lore create a brand new aesthetic create a brand new you know brand new characters with no background or no history there's always a little bit of lay on of like we're creating these characters with the knowledge of Hello from mm-hmm. Magic Tavern, with mm-hmm. the knowledge of the characters that we we play in that world. Yeah. So there's always some amount of connective tissue to to enjoy or to, to play with and, and uh, to lean on for humor. But for I, I speaking for myself, I can't speak for Matt or Arnie. Um, Matt Young plays Arnie Niekamp, and Arnie plays Easter the winner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> joking. Well um, done. <laughs> but but for us, it's just like total freedom. So yeah. it, when, when we do a regular episode. It's an absolute fucking, uh, fucking blast. Can we mm. curse on here? Is that okay? Yeah. 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 Um, so it's an absolute blast. But it's it's you know if Ma- if Arnie says like, what was that region where King Belaroth is from, and we have to sit there and be like, what was that region? <laughs> it might have just been a direction to the northwest. <laughs> Maybe there was a name to it. Or it's like, you know, like, what was the drug that you, yeah. and it's like Morglorb, I think oh, it's yeah, Morglorb, you know. Yeah. So there's all these little things that we've mentioned over over 150 episodes that can, at any given time, we can be put on the spot to recall. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it comes easily. Sometimes we act like we know it and just move on. Sometimes yeah. we halt and, like, check the wiki if it's important enough. Yeah, we've gonna, done, we've done say, that, like, two or three wiki. times. Yeah. yeah, We rarely do that, but two or three times, I think we've stopped to be like, wait a second, we have to get this right, otherwise that, you know. But... It, it, it's there's a little bit of it start the the roof is starting to sag in terms of like how much we have to keep track of. Yep. Um, so I think the the one offs those sort of uh, specialty shows are so fun to just be like. Yeah, yeah. We've never seen this dolphin character. We've never seen you know uh, uh, the cowboy world. Yeah. You know. So it's just a total blank slate, and we're able to just go nuts on that. So I, I, that to me is like the joy of it. Nice. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. And some some of our audience listeners are like, leave the tavern, like go outside the tavern, do something else, and then we'll do like one episode in a hundred where we leave the tavern, and people are like, don't leave the tavern, like the tavern is. It, it was jarring to hear people leave the tavern. It's like, oh god, like actually in terms of leaving the tavern, the uh, Dark Lord's birthday party yeah, yeah. episode oh my gosh. was just amazing. Holy crap! Okay, good. Amazing. Yeah, we had a ton of fun with that. Yeah, and it, it, it's one of those things when you can tell, right? You're yeah, really. Yeah. 
into it and riffing hard and yeah, just so funny. Um, that was the one with Gilbert Gottfried, right? Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> guested to be Cockroach Clown. <laughs> so how did you, I mean, you get some really cool people. Uh, shit, what's his name? From NPR who played the unicorn. Oh, Peter Sagal. Peter Sagal. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a Chicago guy. Yeah. But how do you, just through your comedy connections, how, how do you get some of these guests? Just, you know them, you're friends with them. Right? I think some of it is like just Twitter where it's like, we'll notice um, people follow us. Like I know um, the guy who wrote Ready Player One, Ernest Klein. Yeah. Like follows us on Twitter and, and it turns out he's a fan of the show. So with that, I think maybe Arnie messaged him or something where it's like, <laughs> hey, if you're ever in Chicago and he's like, oh, that'd be great. So I think part, part of it is just Twitter makes the world a smaller place and you can yeah. kind of talk to whoever yeah. uh, and most likely get a response. Um, so that's been helpful. And then also um, through Earwolf, we have a booker who's ever who's always like, uh, okay. if there's someone you want, you know, I can try and get you in contact with yeah. them or try and book them. And then there's some amount of either people reaching out to us or us kind of knowing people. Mm. So, like, I know um, Felicia Day is someone who tweeted about yes. us. Like, yeah. we didn't know she listened, and she oh, tweeted, so and she's cool. like, every episode I sit in my driveway to finish, and I'm just crying, laughing, and we're like, holy <laughs> crap, like, Felicia Day is amazing. So that was one where we found out she was a fan, and that kind of yeah. just fell in place. And Yeah. She's been excellent in it as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. she was great. Yeah. Um, so I think it's just a, a matter of, like, those three things, like either Twitter knowing them or, or hearing from them or, or the book or at Earwolf. Mm. Mm-hmm. Do you have a dream that you don't think you would you would ever get? Um, my dream guest, I think Weird Al would be just oh like gosh, in terms yeah. of like who who's impacted my life uh, in terms of like getting me into comedy. I feel like Weird Al, Michael Keaton and Eddie Murphy all all as a as a young adult was making his way through the world. Wow. They yeah. they bestowed upon me the gift of comedy. Yeah. Um Andy Daly, I think, is great. Yeah. I think someone like Lin Manuel Miranda would be fun to have on. So, and I know he's a big podcast listener. Is he? He <laughs> listens to My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Oh yeah, he's like obsessed with the, the, yeah. Okay, I so I just I I listened to episode one of on that. my recommendation. Yeah, on your did you listen to Adventure Zone and My Brother, My Brother, and Me? My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Okay, but I, I have them both in my list. My problem is I don't have as much time as I'd like to listen to podcasts. I drive quite a lot, but sometimes I just need a break from sure. talking, and that's when punk rock goes on or, you know, whatever. Just What a rebel. You know. <laughs> Damn, Joshua, what a right? rebel. <laughs> Dang, boy. <laughs> Playing Dead Kennedys in a BMW, it doesn't... Uh, doesn't pass muster yet. Yeah, it doesn't pass muster. <laughs> <laughs> just cue up the Blink-182, yeah. let it take you home. You'll blink, be- blink. Blink. Isn't it blink? It's not blink. Blink one eight two. Strong Texan accent that's making it hard. Blink. Blink. Yeah. One eight two. So um Blink 182, my favorite band. (laughs) Blink 182. Uh so the people who are listening to our podcast, aka our listeners. I don't think they knew, because depending on how I uh, edit this, they may not have known that we've been drinking 43-year-old Invergordon. Oh, and, right. And right, and now we're switching over to a new whiskey, which may be a, a little sharper on the nose, and that's just because it is 57.4% alcohol. It's 13 years old. It's Sherry Casmachert. And this is 
the collaborative Hello from the Magic Tavern Single Cast Nation Ooh. cask. So feel free to, to Google that. Um, and, and people can't see this, but um, Jason is pouring in a Bloody Mary mix into his pour of whiskey <laughs> and salting the rim, which I, I find a little a little gauche. But um, you guys are the whiskey ex- experts, so I'll trust you. I prefer mine just straight up, but uh, kudos. That must, that must be really tasty. I'm noticing you take one sip of this and then one sip of the Coke can that's next to you. That's, uh, I saw that's how you do this. So Jack and, yeah, I always got to have my straight Jack and Straight but with a Coke yeah. chaser. Jason put the celery away. Do not put that in your glass. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. So we remembered you liked smoky stuff. Mm-hmm. So this has got some good smoke to it. Well, and that partly that, but also we wanted to reflect the amount of child death in food. <laughs> and so I taste yeah, smoke like and a, sherry to me okay. represents child death. Yeah. And so I thought this I could almost imagine. Is there like opening, placenta in here or something? I feel not like yet. Okay. But we will filter it through mm-hmm. a layer of placenta. Okay. Uh, before it goes into the bottle. Yeah. That's a that's a legal contract. Yeah, it's, it's, like, oh yeah. it's actually Binding. placenta yeah. and tears. Oh. If you have to have a, a thin layer a film, if you yeah. would, of tears. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always imagine that if you were to open a tavern window, uh, yeah. assuming the Vermilion uh, Minotaur has windows, yeah. uh, I imagine this is what it would smell like in Absolutely. the in, uh, Foon. Did you That's hear delightful. the Texan accent just then? Yeah, a little bit. Got the that Vermilion Minotaur. That nice. <laughs> Minor tour. That's where the miners die. How, how do we say in places that aren't Texas? How? No, I'm asking the question. Wait, what, what was the question? How do you say Minotaur when you're not in Texas? Minotaur. That doesn't sound right. Minotaur. That doesn't sound right at all. How do you say Cindy Lauper? Cindy Lauper. Lauper? Uh-huh. How do you say it, Adam? Cindy Lauper. Lauper. It's an AU. You don't get an awesome sound from mm-hmm. an AU. You get an O sound from an AU. Wow. You non-Texans. It's <laughs> a minute. minute I tell you. Wow. We talked about, um, we've toyed with the idea of doing like a pop-up like a vermilion minotaur pop-up oh so like gosh. partnering with some bar in town or, or like getting our whatever we can do maybe even here at io but having some amount of um doing a pop-up where we serve uh drinks based on you know serve a rainbow bowl whatever that yes. is ideally serve food that you know have rooster's feet but it's not really rooster's feet it's just chicken wings with little whatever that is right <laughs> so we talked about doing that and i thought it would be so funny to like we would all be there in costume and have other characters in costume so it's almost like immersive theater where mm-hmm. if you yeah. came to it if you came to the night we did that you could walk around and talk to flower you could walk around and meet oh blemish you know whatever that yeah. is and i thought it would be so funny to get like friends kids to come and just like slump in a corner <laughs> but then I was like I'm like I think that's hilarious but then I'm like when it happens I could easily see us being like front page of the New York oh, Times yeah. being like yeah. local bar pretends to kill kids. it's like oh oh no like we're all ruined like our lives are over but then it's like but also that would be good press right yeah. <laughs> so uh so what do you think of the whiskey? Fantastic. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, you know what? We didn't show you the new label. The work in progress. Oh, you know. Work in progress. Do you have it? I do. Um, I can't turn this computer around. So, oh, Jason, while we're doing this, why you don't you... can't turn you... it around? Joshua has very small, weak arms. Yeah. <laughs> he tried. It's almost like trying to press a straw through a pane of glass. It's not... It's, it's plugged in in two places. Oh, oh my God. Oh. <laughs> 
So okay, so we've got um, we've got Arnie on the left, and that la- that bottle that he's holding will actually have the label that you're looking at it. So you'll be that drinking is hilarious. from hilarious. I love the meta ness of that. <laughs> Isidore has his hat off, and he's in the wizard state. You can see the runes just floating around <laughs> his head. And you are trying to get his attention. You're, like, calling to his attention, but he's he's stuck in the wizard state. And you've got your um, uh, your rooster's feet. You've got yep. your spiced potatoes, your rainbow bowls. Yep. Flowers playing offices and bosses. Yep, which is outstanding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the crying, it's the crying ladies from the first one. Oh, that's awesome! With all their backs turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> that is outstanding. <laughs> big fan. Yeah, big cool. big fan. And then stones of Stenness is a a, a druid stone circle on oh, yeah. Orkney that's not too far away from this distillery. Orkney's only got two distilleries, okay. and so. We wanted to make it a little bit more obvious which side of the side side yeah, of the we we're can't, leaning to. We can't say what distillery this whiskey is from, okay. and that particular stone circle is closer to one that's uh, yeah, by a, by a, hair, a yeah. park. A park on the Highlands. Uh, we can park in the Highlands. Can park yes. in the Highlands. Is that like the park the car Harvard Yard for Scotland? Is yeah, from Def Jimmy or whatever the, it is. <laughs> park in the Highlands. <laughs> and then uh, in the upper right hand side uh, is our flavometer that tells you where the, where the flavor barometer flavor barometer flavometer. I always pronounce it flavometer whenever flavometer? we're just texting back Shut and forth. Shut up. You don't say flavometer. No one say says flavometer. flavometer. It's the flavometer. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> so, uh, so it's so, got the smoky on it. It's got the sweet on it a little yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, that is fantastic. So our, our designer, when we told her about this project, she's, she's a massive fan of the podcast. And so she was you know keen to start working on it. And I was talking with her yesterday because I just got this last night. And uh, I said, so how's it coming? Are you having fun with it? She said, I haven't had this much fun and I can't tell you how long. Just her to get all inside baseball and yeah. and meta and like just every every little thing in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think the joy is for Magic Tavern fans, if, if they pick that up, like the amount of like you said, like there's so many inside cool jokes that mm-hmm. they'll immediately be like, oh, there's this, this is so cool, it's all yeah. this. Yeah. And for someone who maybe sees a bottle somewhere and doesn't know what the podcast is, yeah. for them to be like, what is going Correct. on? <laughs> Correct. There, there's a bearded man, there's a badger, and a wizard who's checked out, <laughs> who's, who's got dreams above his head, and a flower playing a board game with, you know, like... With a glass of yeah, wine. Like, like the- that, that to me is more joyous than people who get it. Like, people who are going to be like, what is this? What is going on? Like, yeah. I just want, I want this Tolkien, like, uh-huh. landscape. I just want stones and mountains on my whiskey bottle. Yeah, right. I don't... <laughs> Well, I'll also tell you that, uh, so last week was the Whiskey Jubilee Seattle event. Okay. And I had a bottle of this, an unlabeled bottle of this. Jesus, slow down. Under the table. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Yeah. And and it killed. Oh, nice. All night long. No, literally. Yeah. (laughs) No. So much child death. Dummies? (laughs) So much child death. Some were dummies. And and so I think it speaks to your point, which is 
if Hello from the Magic Tavern fans see it, totally geek out on it. Yeah. Maybe they're new to whiskey. You know, and it's funny in our earlier conversation, we we're talking about Ron Burgundy. Mm. You know, obviously we're big fans of Anchorman and what have you. But when his Scotchy Scotch Scotch came out, mm-hmm. or Scotchy Scotchy Scotch, Scotchy Scotch Scotch, it was Scotchy yeah. Scotch Scotch. Yeah. Uh, when that came out, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a really cool Anchorman tie-in. Yeah. If you speak to anybody, the whiskey was garbage, yeah. total garbage. And so for us, on one hand, to have a tie-in for Magic Tavern. So wait. Because I'm ignorant to this. Yes. Ron, there was a scotch that there came was out. Ron, that after was the movie came scotchy out. Scotchy yes. scotch scotch? Yes. No, it was it was Ron it was the Ron Burgundy blend and on the label it said scotchy scotch scotch. I had no idea. Was this regional or was this uh, yeah. national? My understanding was it went national, maybe yeah. not a lot Holy of crap. bottles. Yeah. But yeah, it went national. So so it's more like you buy it for the novelty Correct. and then the content. Don't was open like, it, yeah. don't make open it on it. your yeah, shelf, yeah. make it a talking yeah, point. but yeah. In doing this collaboration, we wanted to be the very best juice inside the bottle yeah. so that anybody who's single cast nation says, hmm, I'm, I'm not too sure what's happening on the label, yeah. but damn, that's awesome. Yeah. Maybe they'll look out for Magic Tavern yeah, yeah. and flip of that. People are Magic Tavern fans going, that's a fantastic label. I wonder what it tastes like. Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. Maybe no, check out the single cast nation yeah. people. And so that that was the coming together of two ideas. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, really finding whiskey that we thought was representative of food. And all yeah. the fun of that land, the child death is easily the most fun <laughs> part of that land. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really encapsulating that and thinking, I could see, you know, uh, Arnie, uh, Uzi and Chunt drinking this at the Vermilion how do we say it? Minotaur. Oh, no. Minotaur. Minotaur, Minotaur. Uh, <laughs> Minotaur. Minotaur. Minotaur doesn't sound right at all. So Minister. That sounds much closer. Um, and so, yeah, just the thought of, of the characters drinking it within it uh, and having Stones of Stenness be this wonderful food name mm-hmm. does connect to the Druids, which is kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was just the whole the whole package kind of came together. We haven't told anybody about this project. I've, so we've just sort of talked about it. Yes. Now I'm talking on here, on Wax. Just like I was, I'll carry on. Yeah, it just didn't seem direct. That's okay. Is it oh, this it podcast comes out on vinyl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> podcast on vinyl is so much warmer. <laughs> that crackle. Uh. <laughs> so you get the warmth. There's no zeros and ones. It's all. <laughs> what, a, yeah. what a terrible business model to be like, I'm doing a podcast. Every episode is released on vinyl. You can buy it. There's only 100 copies. <laughs> this podcast is really tanky. Yeah. Yeah. It's all in 78, yeah. which is weird. That's the only <laughs> way you can get it. I don't know. The worst idea or the best I'm going to start doing idea. it. Honestly, I'm going to start doing it. Or making remixes amazing. of my podcast. Like, here's my Skrillex remix of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Just make it about vintage bicycles. Ooh, yeah. And waxed mustaches. Some Williamsburg yeah, yeah, right. fellow will pick it up. You will sell the <laughs> shit out of yeah. it. <laughs> so how did how did the whole idea start? Like, It's the craziest world that you've created. Mm-hmm. Just the premise of it. Jason and I were talking about it before. When we, for people who don't know the podcast, we say you have to listen. This is this is just comedy gold. Oh yeah, what's it about? And then you go <laughs> into what it's about, and it's there's a lot. Yeah, that's if I'm if I'm especially if I'm traveling like on a on a train or a plane or something. Like someone next to me would be like, "What do you do for a living?" And if, I'll be like, "Improvise." And be like, "What kind of improv do you do?" And eventually I'll be like, and I. Uh, I guess I do a podcast, and they'll be like, what's it about? I'm like, uh, <laughs> it's a guy who falls into a portal behind a Burger King. And as soon as, like, as I'm going into it, you see their gla- their eyes glaze yeah. over, and they just wait for me to be done, and they're like, oh, 
good for you. I'm like, it's somewhat successful. Like, I'm sorry. Like, you brought it up. But it's so, it's so funny of like, I, I'm always just like, don't even ask me about it. Listen to four episodes and yeah. you'll know either I'm I'm in, I'm totally in. Yeah. Where do I buy stock? Or you're, you'll be like, thanks, but no thanks. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> woof, like this is too out there, right? Um, yeah. Uh, how did you get it so right from the beginning? It's, yeah. you know, we've, we've kind of tweaked and turned and adapted the podcast. And from episode one, where we were like, what the hell are we going to do? And we thought it was going to be 30 minutes long and we'd yeah. have an interview and we'd splice it, we'd have some news and, and it's grown and it's evolved. And I go back to episode one for Magic Tavern. You guys just hit it out of the park from, from the, the very, very beginning. Yeah. Oh, that's kind and, of you. I don't know. I don't know if we agree that we got it right from the start. I feel like we, the the secret to the, the success and and this isn't anything you can I don't um, I don't know if this is even true but I feel like <laughs> it was the three of it was three of us who are who are very good friends who love each other and who we enjoy each other's company and we play well together mm. and then the mindset making it was this will be heard by thirty people mm-hmm. so I think to us we we're like this is going to be so funny for um, for Marla and Shane and yeah. Eddie and all you know for for these 30 people this yep. is going to be super funny for them because yeah. they know us and so let's just dick around and have fun and w- so so I think to us it was um, we expected like 30 people max to listen to it yeah and then as we got into our, like our teen episodes and we were like, what's going on? <laughs> 60,000 people or what, you know, whatever the growth trajectory was, uh-huh. I think it was like, Oh God, like, Oh no. <laughs> um, but I, I think that the, to start, I think we just were like, let's just enjoy each other. Let's just, you know, yeah. we trust yep. each other. We love each other. Like, yeah. let's just stick around and have fun. And Arnie, um, really, I mean, it was his idea that he approached, I remember he approached me at a wedding at one of my, one of my best friend's wedding and was like, um, maybe he was drunk. I, I think I always say he's drunk and he always says like, I was not drinking. Um, but I think he was drunk and was like, love you, buddy. Love you. Why don't we do a podcast? And I'm like, why don't we do a podcast? And I'm like, okay, what, what's the, um, cause he's always, he, he had done like five podcasts before yeah, Magic Tavern okay. and always was kind enough to invite me on. But he was like, here's the premise. It'd be like this magical tavern with these magical creatures. But instead of going on high adventures, they sit around and just like talk, they interview the weird (laughs) creatures around them. And, you know, so immediately I was, I said, I'm on board if I can play an animal because Uh my, when we we did world (laughs) news shows, I would always play a dog or a lion or, you know, I I would always play an animal and like fuck with him where like he'd be the pet owner. And I would just like constantly be like, you know, you need to move out whatever that is. Right. Yeah. So I was like, I'm in as long as I can play an animal. And, and I think that's a brilliant idea. And he's like, oh, cool. I thought you'd say no. And I'm like, no, this is great. Huh. And then I don't know when he asked Matt or, or how he asked Matt. Mm. Um, but then I think soon after that, Max Temkin from Cards Against Humanity was yeah. like, we got this amazing new uh, beautiful building with a professional podcast to do if you want to use it. Wow. So we just we just wow. leaped at a chance at that. and, and then Is that where you still record? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you Hence, did hit it out of the park from the very yeah. beginning. <laughs> like it's just you had your venue, you had your characters, you had your your major plot point, and it all just unfolded from there. That, that that's the thing that is most remarkable for me is it's as you were saying earlier, it's the unfolding of that world. Yeah. And three years later, the weight of the world you've created is omnipresent. Yeah. But episode after episode, you just built upon that world in a very again consistent. Uh, coherent way even for a podcast that's like so there's a flower that's drinking wine yeah. and a wizard in a wizard state and what have you but it's always been so consistent 
Um, oh, thank you. Well, yeah. I feel like that's part of the the charm of improv is like mm-hmm. the, the beauty is no matter what somebody says, we agree to it. So especially being in an alternate world versus Earth or something where we yeah. have to like, we're like, we know certain things are true and false. With that, it would be like somebody, somebody we have a guest on and they say something that we're like, don't, oh no, you said that, you don't say that. But then we just justify it or make it work and be like, oh, yes. Arnie, you didn't know that, that the tables in this world like <laughs> walk on two legs or whatever that yeah, is, yeah, right? Yeah. Yep. And immediately, immediately it's embraced and accepted and like repeated through the next several episodes. Yes. So I think that's that was part of the 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 joy as well is to be like we have a totally new world to create from yeah. scratch. Yeah. And obviously we're heavily influenced by um, you know whatever pop culture and whatever mm-hmm. fantasy has come before us. But it's it's so fun to just be like there's almost no way for guests to fuck up. Or for us to yeah. fuck up because yeah. we can just immediately weave it into the tapestry and be like, duh, it's been here the whole time. And anytime there's been, a, there's been like one or two yeah. rare instances where like, I think on the podcast I said I was an Eagle. And then one time I said I was never an Eagle. <laughs> and then some fan, some fan caught it yeah. and was like wow. busted. And yeah. I was like, I've been a great Eagle, but never, a, or I've been an Eagle, but never a great Eagle. Or if they press too much, I'm just like magic. <laughs> like, <laughs> they're like, how does this happen? But then also this, and it's like magic, my dear boy, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> come sit at Grampy's knee and I'll tell you about magic. <laughs> so it's fun to just be able to be like, there are no anything. Yeah. Anything people try and pin us down about, we're just like, oh, it's our world. Like, you don't know it. You've never been there. Like, it's correct. We're right. <laughs> Your episode where the guy said, I'm the Dark Lord. Oh, yeah. And you like, you could hear everybody scrambling. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it, and it resolved itself with, oh, you're, you're a Dark Lord. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, yeah. we had uh, Chris, Lee, Chris Lee, who was uh, in Hamilton, and mm-hmm. he was... He knew nothing about the podcast because he's he's on a he's on a different plane of success. Um, but before the show, he's like, "What do I need to know? Like, what?" And we're giving giving him the bare minimum. And I think he was in that vein of like his eyes glazing over and him being like, "Uh huh, what did I sign up for? Like, how do I back out of this quickly?" But he was amazing. But he was yeah. He was we we figured out he was going to be a bard. So he's like, "Oh, I'm a singer. I'm a bard. Perfect." So then he gets brought on stage, and we're like. Um, Oh yes, we're we're trying to defeat the Dark Lord, and of course we have this bard here, and he goes, "Dark Lord, that's me. I'm the Dark Lord," and we're like, "No, oh, we've been we've been setting this up for two and a half years." Yeah. And then that idea of like, "Oh, you're a Dark, you're a Lord who's a bard. You're a Dark Lord." And he's like, "Oh yes, of course." And we're like, "Oh, awesome!" Like, yeah, yeah. That's when your eyes go wide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love that episode. I love but that But that's moment. the beauty of improv. It's just like there's no script. Or, I, I mean, uh, the beauty and the, and the curse. But but just the idea of like whatever somebody says we can run with and yeah. just be like, yes, absolutely. This is true in this context or, or with these, you know, mitigating circumstances, mm-hmm. or however you want to uh, contextualize it. But it's it's very satisfying. It's almost like a, it's almost like puzzle solving or something. Yeah. Like lateral thinking where you're like, mm-hmm. how do I make this yeah, exactly. work within this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, what's that new math called that our kids are forced to learn and they think about uh, things the wrong way? I think a lot of our community is calling it liberal math. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's because you, you live, live down math. there. I think that's what they're calling it. If you people in Connecticut, I'm not so sure what type of math it is. <laughs> Doesn't add up. Okay, right, take this. <laughs> one plus one is two. Cuck. <laughs> Goddamn cuck. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> <laughs> my med- kid's middle name now. Yeah. Okay, so so we have this much to go three ways. 
Okay. Hey, no. That's such like a little Lewis Carroll esque uh, <laughs> reveal. This tiny little bottle. Yeah, drink me. Wish wish we could make it bigger. Oh. Oh God. Okay, you're the guest. <laughs> <laughs> we can share a glass. He's the DD. Yeah, but this was given to me. No, 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 yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. Red only because you were talking. Only because you no. were out front. So we've got a friend. Uh, named You'll understand why we're fighting in a minute. Yeah. Over we're, this? Yeah. Yes. I can pour some of this in. This no, 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 no. I just mean in who it was gifted to. Oh, gotcha. Ultimately, yeah. it doesn't matter. We're sharing it with a good oh, friend. Yeah, 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 so who was it gifted by? Uh, a friend named Red Russick. Red's not his real name. His name is Josh. <laughs> But he's he's a ginger, so mm-hmm. he's known as Red. I was gonna say, did you meet him at Shawshank Redemption? Like, what's the? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he lives somewhere in Mexico now. Yeah, that's what it is. So he had been talking oh, to me grief. about this whiskey for a while. Oh, it was grief. something. Is it that good? Oh, good grief! He and his dad got this, or he got this for his dad. So this is our first sampling oh, of this as well. Hell. So that smells amazing. Oh my lord! So this is this is one that. He'd been hemming and hawing about buying. Yeah, take your time with this one. This is a, I think it's a single cask. Yes, it's a family cask. Mm-hmm. It's a single cask of Glenn Farkless from 1964. Yo, that's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow, that's magical. And sharing's scary. Wow, that's so good. Yeah, I've had a, I've had a 1953 single cask from Glenn Farkless, and it's maybe one of the best whiskeys I've, I've ever had. Uh-huh. Damn. What year is this one? 64. 64. My mom would have been five years old. Hey! <laughs> if if my five-year-old mom could picture her son downing this whiskey, <laughs> she'd be terrified. Joshua was just born. My son's doing what podcast? He plays a badger with what? <laughs> Two what's? And he's got what hanging around his neck? <laughs> she is the one that took you to Vegas, to be honest. <laughs> Cheers, mom. <laughs> To Adel's mom and Vegas. <laughs> yeah, don't don't hold on to that too long. Just nosing it. You Ooh. just relax. That's chill. That's pretty nice. Chill, little blood. So unfortunately, we didn't have any 1964 Glenn Farkless to bottle for the Vermilion Minotaur. Next time. Next time. But next time. Yeah. yeah indeed. Also have the pleasure of telling fans how much a 1964 Glenn Farkless for the Vermilion Minotaur will cost. Minotaur. Ooh. A lot of gold pieces. Can I ask how much a bottle of that would have cost? So Are you I know the. To say? I, I'm not sure we know. Whatever he paid it, then, it was a bargain to what you would pay now. It was a bargain now. Yeah. So just to give you an idea, the 73, which I had been eyeing for a while, because mm-hmm. I'm a 73 baby. Ooh, because I'm a 73 baby. Stop. Which is um, my favorite Jim Henson's uh, cartoon. 73 baby. 73 babies are coming <laughs> to your... No. You never watched Muppet Babies? If you were a 73 baby, you wouldn't watch Muppet Babies. No. You would have watched The Muppet Show. Mm-mm. I watched The Muppet Show. I'm an 80s baby, so I watched Muppet yeah. Babies. 82? 82, yep. That's A-A-E-T, <laughs> not B-E-T. What are you talking about? <laughs> a- a- after E.T., the extraterrestrial. Oh, is this like BC? Okay, that's that's how there's that's no how you, there's no A A D before BC. ET or after ET. Yeah, that's how I that's how I judge in time. It's got to be before ET, right? When, what year? I guess it's got to be ET. I thought 85. was either eighty one or eighty two. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we are uh, good friends with Matt Hoffman at Westland Distillery. Okay, and the other day we made a one point twenty one gigawatts reference. Gigawatts. Nice. Any- <laughs> <laughs> Fucker, gonna cut a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he went. I know that that's a reference. Yeah, I don't know to what, but yeah. <laughs> and we said, oh, uh, Dog Brown, Back yeah. to the Future. Yeah, I never saw it. Like, how could you, <laughs> you not have seen it at all? He was I like, went to, we got a... 
He was um, born in 89. Oh, uh, boo. Yeah, that's bullshit. We got invited out to <laughs> Industrial Light and Magic, who does Ooh, all the yeah. effects for, for everything. So we took a, a, um, a wonderfully generous guy who works there who's a fan of the show named Tom was like, let me show you around the, you know, whatever they call it, the studios or the museum. So for like two hours, we're just walking around, and it's like everything from my childhood. They're like, here's the original T-Rex from Jurassic Park. Here's <laughs> here's the Scolari brothers from Ghostbusters 2. Here's yeah. so it's all this cool stuff. Here's the boat from Jaws. Um, and I was sending pictures to like some of my friends and yeah. being like, holy shit, can you believe I saw this? And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's the, it's the uh, you know, like the, the, the module of... Uh, Inner space, like this, the mm. ship that Dennis Quaid flies in inner space, mm, you know, mm-hmm. but whatever it is. But 95% of what I was sending to my friend, he was like, I don't know what that is. And I'm like, you That's young piece so of shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's 30, he's just turned 30s. So it's just like, wow. how dare you? Like, I feel for this generation. What were you saying? I, so, I, yeah, I derailed so you. What was the, the, um, <laughs> the thank you? I was going to get to Let it. me rerail you. Yeah. Yeah. So the 73 goes for 800 a bottle. Here's what I want to know. If you can do the math with your liberal math degrees, <laughs> every sip I take, how much are we talking? Every sip is like forty bucks. Well, do you have to include every move you make <laughs> as well? <laughs> what are you policing me? <laughs> it all comes back to sting. <laughs> it does. It goes back to. Does he squeeze the head of his penis? Is that how it works? <laughs> Apparently, he's quite libelous, so I'm not going to say what he does. <laughs> But Stuart Copeland squeezes the head of his penis. Because <laughs> that guy's a fucking freak. That guy's a fucking freak. What the fuck is it called, that math? It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. I'll, I'll do it and when we add in our other stuff because Let it's going to kill me. ask something, and this is, I'm sure you've maybe talked about this on the show, or, or maybe it's like a like a taboo subject, or, or I don't know. What are your thoughts on, because I, I know, I'm, I'm in, my, in my 30s, I'm just getting into bourbon and whiskey, because mm-hmm. before I was mostly like just beer. So I'm just getting into uh, bourbon and whiskey, and I love it. And, but I also know, like, there's those white rhinos of, like, uh, that's <laughs> a bad time to bring that up. There's oh, these unicorns. Time. Yeah. There's these, there used to be a fine phrase to Have say, you but, know? but now. <laughs> <laughs> now that they're, they're dead. Uh, there's these. I did bring The unicorn of, like, um, what's the Pappy Van Winkle? Yeah. Does the whiskey community. Yeah. Enjoy Pappy Van Winkle? Do they shun it because it's become such a main? It's, it's become such a buzzword of like I don't know anything about booze, yeah. but yeah. I want to. I'm rich and I want to have a bottle of that. Like, <laughs> what's what's yeah. the community? Since you guys are in the know, yeah. in the in the thick of it. So what, that's there are two sides, maybe three sides to it. The the real drinkers that are that are interested in it, invested in it, wanting to know history, mm-hmm. having a good understanding of, like, when we're talking bourbon, most people don't even know where the stuff is coming from because most of it isn't even, there's no Pappy Van Winkle distillery. Mm-hmm. Buffalo Trace contract distills it for the Van Winkle family. Mm-hmm. Most people would think, oh, this, this, oh, that Pappy Van Winkle from the Van Winkle distillery, ooh, the 23-year-old. And so I think the real drinkers who who have an understanding of the bourbon kind of get, thank you, a bit annoyed by that, mm-hmm. annoyed by the, the unicorn chasing, especially when, while that is a fantastic whiskey, there are better whiskeys There's comparable or, or better, yeah. equ- equivalent that you can get at a much better price. As for instance, with the mash bill for Pappy Van Winkle, again, it's made by Buffalo Trace, who also makes Weller. So you may have seen... Is that Old Weller? There's Old Weller. Okay. 
uh, Antique 107. There's William LaRue Weller. All of this is the same uh, mash bill, mm-hmm. same type of casks that they matured in and everything. So you've got Pappy Van Winkle, 15-year-old. It should be $79 a bottle. You're lucky if you can get it for 1000 right? But if you want the same mash bill just a few years younger, mm-hmm. get Weller 12-year-old, which should be on the shelf for around 35 40 bucks. But retailers are now figuring this out, and they're charging $300, $400 for it. Or Weller 107 Antique, which is just a few years shy of that, but you're getting something closer to cast strength, and that should be a $25, $27, $29 bottle, mm-hmm. somewhere around there. And you can still find those gems. So you're getting Pappy just in a different bottle with a different name, yeah. a little bit younger. So it's the bourbon drinkers that find that and say, okay, I can avoid all of that Pappy nonsense. Mm-hmm. And in the end, and I feel like that's yeah. the title of my one man show is Pappy Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> my, <laughs> my favorite 80s uh, talk show host, <laughs> Pappy Nonsense. <laughs> so, Pappy, what are you doing? I don't know what I'm doing. Welcome back to Pappy Nonsense. <laughs> Oh, does he I'm tell it like totally it is? I'm stealing that. Yeah, he tells it like it is. <laughs> I'm totally stealing that idea. <laughs> to play a character named Pappy Nonsense. That's great. So are you at that stage then where you don't know what you don't know? Or are you starting to piece some understanding together or knowledge together? Slowly starting to piece some knowledge together. I, I There's still moments where I'm like, I really enjoy this, but I can't tell if this is like... Like if if the king saw me drinking this, if he would scoff, you know. Like if, if someone who is knowledgeable yeah. was like, like I, I enjoy like Angel's Envy, and I'm like, yeah. if, if someone who's like remember. a like a legit good just connoisseur saw me drinking Angel's Envy, would they be like, no, too sweet? You well, fool. yeah, I think people that are doing that should just stop doing that. Yeah, because it's, whiskey should be a judgment free zone. Sure. If you like Angel's Envy, then drink Angel's Envy. Right, I, I think there's. Can I it, can I drink Jim Beam Fire? It's right up there, right okay. in the bar. That's allowed. Yeah, all right. I love JTS Brown. Listen, the the difference is, let's say you're. Wait, what? JTS Brown. It's like a eight dollar bottle of bourbon. It's like, right? Just I don't know it. You never heard of it? Never. No. I think it's maybe like the cheapest bourbon you can actually get. It's like I think it's or whiskey. I think it's Old Granddad. Have you heard of that? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Old Granddad and JTS Brown then. are like the the old okay. the. Um, PBRs of bourbon. Huh. I think it's GTS Brown Trout. Oh, maybe. Yeah, that's, okay. that's the full name. Gotcha. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think it's it's not. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> listeners, <laughs> I think it's the difference between you going to a bar and saying, "I've never had Pappy." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll pay the whatever it is for a dram of it, and you're going to sit and you'll probably enjoy it. There's a difference between you and the. That go up to a, a table and say, give me the Pappy 23. Like, that's $200 a dram, sir. Not a problem. They pour it and they go, Poof, and they just shoot it back and they say, oh, that was great. Look at how much money I spent. Yeah. Now I can tell all of my friends, right? So it's, yeah, yeah. it's the approach. Are you it's someone a, who wants... It's a boomerang to take of like, <laughs> here's me, a boomerang of me downing the shot. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh, exactly. Avoid those. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying counts, right? Like Dracula? Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, the other word we definitely <laughs> don't see on yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's beeps. We'll that. Or not. It depends. Um, what yeah. do you guys, what would be your, um, 
and I don't know in terms of like your your listener base if it's, if it is connoisseurs, if it is people who are interested in becoming more knowledgeable. What advice would you give to me in terms of when I'm looking to buy a good bottle of bourbon or whiskey, mm. or if I'm looking to gift? Like, what what are the things that you would I have would, me look out for? Well, oh, for recommendations, yeah, as opposed to just a general approach. So let me say a general approach, and then he'll be very good with the recommendations. Mm. So my general approach for people who are looking to learn is go to bars and drink flights, mm. and and find yeah. well priced flights. Work out what your budget is. I'm always getting into bar flights, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a Roadhouse as a kid, and I'm always looking for flights. That's how you lost that yeah. tooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bar flights, baby. <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a great way to really expand your knowledge very quickly. Uh, the other thing is pay attention to the size of the pour in the bar. A number of bars will do a two-ounce pour, but they'll mm-hmm. also offer a one-ounce or a half-ounce pour. And so buy the, the half-ounce or buy the smallest pour they've got and make your money go a little bit farther as well. Uh, so there are smart ways to go about it. Just trying to read it online or go into a retail store and pick something off a shelf blind, it's a very, very difficult way to go about it. And then my final point before I hand it off to Joshua is um, I always send the – it's the Kings County – Guide to Distilling uh, mm-hmm. out of Brooklyn. They the, the guys there wrote a book, and they've got the Bourbon Family Tree in that book. And GQ printed it, and uh, it's available online. And I send that to people all the time because it lets you see a side of bourbon that is very difficult to see, which is the here's the distillery, here's the mash bill, mm-hmm. here's the name that you see on the bottle. All of these things are disparate in America, whereas all these things are interconnected in Scotland. And so when you see the bourbon family tree, it starts to make sense. If you like X, go try Y. If you like X and Y, go try Z. Yeah. And it it makes good sense to people. Um, and so I always tell people, go, go look for the bourbon family tree uh, and you'll probably find it with a GQ stamp on it since they reproduced it from the original text. I will check that out. Yeah, that's good. So I get a lot of people asking about recommendations. And recommendations, it's funny that you said that I would make it easy because I'm not going to. Um, they're kind of hard because everybody's different. And you don't know... It's like different people like different Different things. people like different <laughs> things. Yeah. I've heard that before. Yeah. They enjoy it in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. As well. Yep. Yep. But, you know, like... Oh, what was his name? From my brother, my brother, and me. Travis McElroy. Travis. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So... So I, I reached out to yeah. Single Cask because I absolutely... Knowing the bare minimum, I absolutely fucking love your guys' product. Cheers. Like it's Thank you. so fantastic. Cheers. So I was talking to my friend uh, Travis McElroy, who does mm-hmm. my brother, my brother, and me in Adventure Zone, talking about you guys and your in your product, and then mm-hmm. told him I'd send him a bottle. So then I contacted you yeah. and was like, right. "What can I send to someone?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the California exclusive. Yes, that. which he texted me and was like, "That was." Um, phenomenal. So, Cheers. Yeah. Uh, that's good. So hit, you hit the mark. So thank good, you. Good, good. And those are hen's teeth now. That, that sold out in California in two days. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm going to ask for that bottle back. <laughs> <laughs> Just the empty one. Make yeah. a lamp out of it. Yeah. Oh, you'll, yeah. You'll remember it always. But I think I may have asked you, you know, what what is he like? Like, even if you don't know what he likes, mm-hmm. if you're friends with him or if it's your sister or your mother or your father or whatever – you have an understanding of where their palate is. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not drink, it could be food, mm-hmm. right? Someone really likes dessert. Mm-hmm. They enjoy, you know, sweets. Okay, well, if we're talking scotch whiskey, then I might suggest, okay, look at whiskeys from Speyside. 
go to, go to your store and look for the word Speyside on there because those mm-hmm. tend to be sweeter whiskeys. Which is where Slater right. and Zach Morris went to school, right? <laughs> Speyside? Speyside? Are you saying Speyside? Speyside. <laughs> Speyside High? I'm, I'm not getting that reference. Uh, 80s reference. Saved by the Bell. Come on. Oh. oh. No, it's more of a showgirls. <laughs> it's a Versace. So, so what is Speyside? So Speyside is a region within Scotland. So you've got the Highlands, the Lowlands, Campbelltown, Isla, the mm-hmm. Islands. And within the Highlands, you have this small section called Speyside. And there's the River Spey. And there's distilleries that are built on the side of the River Spey. Gotcha. Um, We're simple people in Scotland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you've got about, you've got over 50% of all distilleries in Scotland up in Speyside. And the style of that area tends to be on the sweeter side. Gotcha. Okay. So if you know people like more savory things, or maybe you know like, oh, Uncle Jack likes Negronis, right? He likes mm-hmm. bitter stuff. Okay, then I might lead you towards somewhere else. There is no easy answer. Okay. Because the flavors, especially when it comes to Scotch whiskey, the flavors run the gamut. When it comes to bourbon, we can fiddle down a little more. Like, does he does he or she like nuttier flavors, sweeter flavors, mm-hmm. grassier flavors? I'm always, I, you guys know this, but like smoky, anything like smoky, yeah. Yeah. like I love, I've just got uh, gotten interested in mezcal mm-hmm. just because yeah. I've had so many cocktails where I'm like, what is making this taste like a campfire in my mouth? Because yeah. I love it. And they're like, oh, that's mezcal. And I'm like, yeah. well, I hate tequila. Why do I like mezcal? Yeah. Because yeah. it imparts that smokiness. Yeah. Smokiness. yeah. 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 So I, that's like my, I really enjoy, um, I forget that the, there's a bourbon called, maybe it's High West or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think they have a one that's called like Campfire, Campfire. Whiskey, yep. which yeah. is oh so good. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to toot my horn here. Yeah? Uh, when that whiskey first came out, I was on the tasting panel for designing that whiskey. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kudos. Was, good job. I don't, yeah. I don't know why the fuck he reached out to me to do that, but I like to say it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on the list, but never received any whiskey. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Yeah, and that's why I'm the CEO of the company. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's he did such a great job incorporating a smoky element to that the spiciness from the rye, yeah. the sweetness from the bourbon, the smokiness from the scotch. I, I thought it was brilliant. Uh, I, I will say, though, a moment ago when you were talking about the, the Weller Antique 107, I think that's a general crowd pleaser. Yes. And that, that's one that I recommend to people all the time. So long as people are okay with 57.5% alcohol. I'm not good at math. And if they're not, you shouldn't be drinking whiskey with them anyway. You I'll, sh- next, I'll you remember that next them. time I'm buying a bunch of expensive bourbon for crowds. Uh-huh. <laughs> 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 you fool. <laughs> Let them eat cake. <laughs> Uh, and then, and then one more that I would say is Barton's, and I don't think there's a lot of people. You're talking 1792. Yes. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot. <laughs> you just made my point for me. There's not a lot of people talking about that distillery, uh, partly because it's got the big number 1792 on the front of it. But I, I tend to find that. Is that in Scotland? A, no, no, no. Down, no, it's in, Kentucky. down in Kentucky. Yeah. Oh right. Um, yeah. It was founded in 1792. Uh, I, I, don't, I, I don't know the history of it, but they've got very old Barton, 
which you usually find on the bottom shelf, six years mm. old. It's actually really it's also real bourbon. tasty, yeah, real, real bargain, bargain. Uh, real bargain. But then seventeen ninety two is probably the biggest brand, and it comes oh, in this, gotcha. like flattish kind yeah. of okay. bottle. But yeah, go ahead. And, and I just I just think anytime I taste anything from Barton, I just love its makeup. I love the way it settles. Uh, we tasted the the store pick. Uh, over at Warehouse Liquors uh, earlier oh, yeah, today, that's fantastic. That was tremendous as well. Yeah. So I would I would put Barton's slash uh, seventeen ninety two on your radar. But yeah, you're right. The yeah. bottom shelf Barton's love it. Absolutely wow. love yeah. it. Still really yeah. good deals to be found in Bourbon. I'll check that out. Yeah, if you want a nice easy drinking whiskey, I um, I, I poured a little sample of it actually, and I was on vacation with my family. My kids had fallen asleep in the hotel room. My wife was just gonna you know, dozing, and uh, I was just sitting there sipping this Barton's, uh, and only because it was going to be whiskey that would go down my gullet and that would yeah. put in a night, and it really made me turn my head and say, whoa, 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 what am I drinking right now? Yeah. And it was it was the very old Barton's. Wow. And, Which is six years old. Very old. <laughs> <laughs> Ancient, yeah. So, so look for that. So look for the Antique 107. Yeah. Uh, what about s- smoky stuff? He was talking about, because he loves smoky. Oh, yeah, the campfire is spot mm-hmm. on there. Um, what about for uh, scotch whiskey? What would you suggest? Desert Island, appro- not Desert Island, no, but, we, but approachable. We, yeah. we talked about this a little bit b- we before. We, we recommend this all the time. Uh, there's the new Port Escague 110 Proof, yes. which okay. is a U.S. exclusive. Uh, which is well worth your money. There's uh, Cahom and Macker Bay. We talk about an awful lot. That's well worth your money. Um, and then for my guys, and you said go home and Mac What was it? <laughs> may you, you may Macker Bay. <laughs> what was it? Macker Bay. Macker Bay. Macker Bay. What was the first part? Macker. No, you said go go home. Cahoman. Kilhoman, okay. Is that a brand? Kill who? Distillery. Kill- distillery. distillery, okay. Yeah. So that's a distillery yeah. on the West and, Coast. And see, that's the difference between Scotch whiskey and American whiskey. Here we have brands, mm-hmm. and you, no one knows anything about the distilleries. There they have distilleries, They don't, and the gotcha. distillery is the brand. Well, Jason even earlier was like, I hate to use the word brand. Yes. Yeah. I do. Makes me feel dirty. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the, the final one for me is the Laphroaig 10 Castra. Okay. That's th- those three for me. The the Port Askig, which is a brand, uh, Port Askig one uh, hundred and ten proof is top notch. Kilholman is the distillery. Macker Bay is the release is top notch, and then Lafroig is the distillery. Uh, cask strength, and it comes out in batches. Wow. And uh, I feel like you could say anything, and I'd be like that accent. Like <laughs> I am, I am listening. <laughs> well, hopefully, once you go and taste them, you're like, yeah. oh yeah, he was right. Yeah. Because being right is important, Adol. Absolutely. Well, that's what I say. <laughs> Having that accent helps too, though. Yeah, that's absolutely. <laughs> cool. Yeah, um, someone's like, uh, yeah, go try out uh, uh, Barton. Check out a nice six-year-old Barton. I'll be like, fuck, <laughs> fuck you, dude. Get out of my fucking yeah. face, you coward. Fix your mouth. But then this guy's like, yeah, yeah this guy's like, I might try an old Burton, like, bottom shelf. You get nail. And it's important to be right. And my accent was right. My accent was dead on. Wasn't that right? Honestly, I sounded just like Shrek, which is the, whenever you do Scottish, that's the, that's the line that's you're looking at. Yeah. You should, you should hear Joshua's that's the watermark. Scottish accent. It's oh, can we just, hear it? It's just perfect. Hello, dear. <laughs> oh, no. Beautiful. That's <laughs> perfect. Like Cockney chambermaid. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm just doing that. Terry Jones. Yeah, Terry, Terry Jones, Jones yeah, all is the there way a, down. So, someone once told me the way to do... Somebody, somebody wants to win. Oh, 
<laughs> that you had and in the morning. Shows. I make, oh yeah, God. so good. Anyway. That's all going to be on uh, Pappy Nonsense uh, <laughs> Saturday morning. Uh, Pappy Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody once told me to get in the the ear for an Australian accent. You should say the words rise. So say it with me. Rise, rise. Up. up, up, lights, lights. lights. If you say that together, rise up, rise lights. up, lights. It's the Australian way of saying razor blade. Rise up, lights. I'm using a rise up, lights. <laughs> Do you have any rise up, lights? <laughs> right, wow, pretty good. Yeah, rise up, lights. Rise up, lights. <laughs> um, so someone told me that's the way to to get the ear for Australian. Uh-huh. Is there something you can say for any of our listeners at home who are playing along at home <laughs> to like really slip into that Scottish mm. accent and like nail it, like slip impress in when you're buying bourbon for the crowds and you're hosting <laughs> eight hundred people? <laughs> what? No, no, no. The the closest we get is uh, making fun of the Northern Irish. Okay. So if you say Norn Iron, mm-hmm. it sounds like a Northern Irish person saying Northern Ireland. Norn Iron. <laughs> Perfect. Absolutely <laughs> okay. nailed it. Norn Iron. And Norn we, Iron. I didn't. I didn't know this, but turns out I love to make fun of the Northern Irish as well. <laughs> I don't know why, but everybody does. Yeah. You have some Scotlandisms, though. You should give I have isms, but I don't have anything that's that yeah. smart for getting into. There's fun. See, I think the accent's really hard, but there's fun words that are available to everybody, <laughs> whether you have the accent or not. Mm. Like nescoob, nescoob, um, nescoob is is useful when you don't have an idea, you don't have a Scooby Doo clue. Okay, so you have nescoob. Okay, so that's pretty useful. Then uh, again, yeah, you say that more than I do. No, I say Nay Scoop, and you say no, it's Danny Kay. That's the, one of the stars of White Christmas, right? Danny Kay? Is, is that what you're saying? Later, r- later revealed to be one of uh, Hollywood's first homosexuals, Danny Kay. Was he? Tremendous actor. Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Go back and watch White Christmas. He was a gaming? <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, what else do you like seeing? Oh, who's he? Oh, so I've, I've said this to my kids ever since they were very, very young. If, 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 one is mouse mm-hmm. and two is mice. It's not, but I'll play along. <laughs> <laughs> One's not mouse? What's wrong with you? <laughs> if one is mouse and two is mice mm-hmm. and one is house, why isn't two heist? Oh, I see. You're talking about plurals. Yes. I thought you were just like developing a new. You're like, if one is roast beef and two is chardonnay, you know, three is three pork chops. Yeah, I was like, what? Is, what is this? Going, is this your liberal math? It is. This I is what he's reeling against. So you're talking about the why is the plural not? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah from mouse. Yeah. To, from mouse to mice. Yeah. But it's not house across to the board. So we say heist in my house. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like the Mitch Hedberg bit of like. <sighs> Why is, you know, like a toaster makes toast, blender blends things. So that idea of like, why are there certain yeah. items that yeah. say what they do with an er and why there's some things that yeah. don't. Like, they don't, yeah. yeah. Why isn't the crisper where vegetables go to die? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, love Mitch Hedberg. I absolutely love him. Next time I count to three, I'm going to be like, mouse, mice. <laughs> and when someone's like, what are you doing? I'll be like, counting to three. One, if one is mouse and two is mice, Three's as I'm jobs. carted off to the insane asylum. <laughs> mice, mouse, mouse, mouse. My kids have all Mies, moose. <laughs> we do. We say moosey and hoosey around my hoosey. Do you really? Yep. There you go. Okay, let's get out of here. All right. Mm, bye forever. Is that how you guys end it? 
That's, that's pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel bad for the people in 2034 who will now realize you've died. Yeah, since. and they're just like, how did he... Oh, wait, let me climb on this chair real quick. Did you guys notice that one of these cords is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm more worried you only have 16 years left and you, you wasted an afternoon with us. I know. You gotta go and live, Adel. Shit. <laughs> Fucked it up. Blown it all. To London. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you very much. Thank you guys for having me. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.